probably have an old school website. Just like this old school Voltron from the 80s. Here's the thing. Video websites are dominating the entire internet right now. But only 3% of people have video websites. What is a video website? When there's continual movement. The beautiful thing about continual movement is that when you have movement, it keeps the buyer wanting to stay on the website. Here's the beautiful thing. If you look here at Dr. Moe's website, he is dominating, dominating, dominating. His website's everywhere. Not only that, but he's omnipresent. It's about time to get you out of the static world websites where they don't move, doesn't do anything for you, but come into the video websites where we dominate Google and get you omnipresent. It's time to step in the future of marketing. Make sure you click on the button in the bottom for a consultation and we'll get back with you. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Anthony with Edge on Regenerative Medicine Show. We have a special guest today, Dr. Thomas Santucci. I am so excited to have uh, Dr. Thomas here. He is um, in the Silicon Valley area in, in I believe, Campbell, California. That's at, right. AdvancedRegen.com, AdvancedRegen.com. Everyone, make sure you take a look at Dr. Thomas Santucci's website. It's it's phenomenal on what he does. Uh, there's there's a lot of doctors out there that, you know, they're going to give you that white paper bag with a bunch of little pills, and then there's some doctors that look at where the root is, because if you find the root, you find the problem. You find the problem. You get healthy. So I need everybody out there in internet land to please do me a favor. I need you to share this. Share, share, share. I don't care what social media site you're on. Share. If you do not have a problem with your body, um, it's about sharing because if you share one video, it can change one person's life. So let's do that today. So again, thank you so much, Dr. Thomas, for being here. Great. I appreciate it. Thank you. So today, we have a great title, and I love it, The Unresolved Autoimmune Epidemic. As we all know, it is an epidemic, and I would love for you, uh, Dr. Thomas, to get into that. But before we do, please tell us your story on how you, you got into regenerative medicine and, and focusing on helping people get out of pain. Right. Well, my sad story is that I've been in 20 high-speed car accidents. So... Um, that's resulted in me being a professional patient for a good long while. So I had 14 major surgeries. I've had seven knee operations. I've had four autoimmune diseases and I was told four or five times I should get my affairs in order because I wasn't going to make it through the night. Um, I was a strategic planner before I was a doctor. Um, and yes, I happen to drive cars over 150 miles an hour and sometimes they crash. Um, I'm over that, but... <laughs> My body isn't. So I ended up with very many things that were called either idiopathic diseases, which is sort of code for autoimmune, but it, I learned later. But it's, it's also code for we're not going to figure it out. We're not going to help you. Um, in, in business, we would do equations with 20,000 variables um, mm -hmm. in a strategic planning group. In medicine, if something has three dimensions, then no one can understand it. So like you said before, um, we ended up focusing on the underlying cause. So I wrote a book about five years ago on the underlying causes of autoimmune diseases. And 
they ended up, we, we were presented with everything from peripheral neuropathy to rheumatoid arthritis to, in those days, it was thyroid disease because they were getting the TSH levels wrong and it was a big epidemic. But when we actually looked at it and said, scratch out idiopathic and put autoimmune there and then say, God actually wants us to get this answer, not I'm not allowed to get the answer mm -hmm. and then never give up we were resolving almost every single case. And I mean, everything from, wow. you know, really, really, really bad skin conditions to heart disease to, um, dare I say, cancers. Now, you know, in this country, you're not allowed to resolve cancer unless you're an oncologist. So we just supported the people. And if they actually got well, we blamed it on nutrition or prayer. Right. Um, but it's, it's a game. So in the functional medicine world, which, which really used to be a supportive community, and that's one of the reasons I really love what you're doing, Mark, because it's, we need to get the message out, but we need to get the right message out. You know? So getting the message out that's the superficial you know, surface answers is going to get us more of the same. It's not the right thing. And I'm sorry, sometimes the answer has a couple of more dimensions. So I used to have a, a logo that was an octahedron. So it was eight things taken eight at a time and we would figure out which the little parts are. And if you intervene there, there and there, it's better. Um, it turns out no one could understand that. So what we did is we figured out medicine as being physical, biochemical, neuro and energetic or psychoneuroenergetic, whatever you want at the last category. Right. You, you always start with physical. And I like chiropractors because chiropractors are holistic orthopedists. Now, in my opinion, chiropractors should be forced to learn some biochemistry and some neurology, and some of them have. Matter of fact, chiropractic neurologists, so I, I teach an advanced diagnostic course. The very smartest diagnosticians on this planet are chiropractic neurologists who know some biochemistry. So people like Andy Barlow has been on your show, Mike Johnson. Mm -hmm. These are people that are just stellar. None of those people are accepted by, you know, your cocktail party conversation people or regular medicine or whatever. I just heard a thing on the news coming in. I was listening to NPR because I get Rolling Stone magazine at home and I get um, the, uh, the right wing thing, Times, whatever that is. And then I listen to NPR and I'm just amazed how dumb they all are. You know, like not any of them actually got any of this stuff right. And they have extreme positions. So um, my father gave me a great piece of advice. Run your family like you would cook a small fish, which means carefully. And that's, that's what I think we need to do now. Having strong opinions when things are this complex is dumb. It, it's, you know, don't have superficial answers to complicated questions. So in the politics of things, I think that, 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 that holds. But definitely in advanced diagnostics, it does. So one of the ways you get an answer to what's going on with a person when no one else can get the answer is you deal with more dimensions. Hmm. So when we're looking at autoimmunity, just briefly, um, I made a chart. I'm not sure if we can see it, but I made a chart that I'm, I woke up in the middle of the night and I made this chart and I was like, how come my thyroid patients have rheumatoid arthritis and have peripheral hmm. neuropathy and their digestion's bad and they have sexual problems and all this kind of stuff? So I made this five years before we figured out that every one of these tissues has a gluten receptor on it. So I was just saying what my experience was, Tradi like traditional Chinese medicine. So acupuncture didn't really have any science. They just noticed things for 5,000 years. And then, and then people could feel energy. So our thing was sort of like that. Well, one, it turned out that we could actually test secretory IgA antibodies or look at the, the DNA level um, receptors on cells 
all of these tissues had the same DNA receptor. So we guessed right, um, which was, was comforting, but it wasn't that hard to do. It was about 10 years worth of work. And all of a sudden, all this idiopathic stuff actually has a to-do list on how to fix it. So in my sad story, I ended up with uh, uh, reflex sympathetic dystrophy, which is where your brain forgets to send um, oxygen and blood to body parts. So it turned my leg black, it turned my brain off, um, my reasonable IQ went to unreasonably low, that was horrible. Wow. Um, I got fears and phobias. Um, so I, I got some of the neural conditions that I'd been studying in advanced neurology. So that was always fascinating. Um, it would have been more fascinating if it happened to somebody else, but it, it happened to me. So um, legs turning black, they're gonna amputate it, um, brain's gone. So I did four different kinds of stem cells. And again, if your attitude is, I'm just gonna get the best thing on earth, then, and it doesn't matter what's sellable, it doesn't matter what's marketable, it doesn't matter what anyone else believes in, just what's the very best answer. Right. And um, so that's what I did. So I went through um, uh, plasma rich protein, I went through amniotic, I went through chorionic, I, we settled on um, umbilical cord stem cells with added exosomes. And there's a couple of ways to get that kind of cell uh, mediated immunity. So it actually helped my immune system right away. It upped my IQ right away. The fears and phobias went away. I had horrible claustrophobia. I threatened an air marshal at 35,000 feet. Um, you know, it was, I was, I was the whole ball of wax. So four years ago, I was very, very, very sick. At the end of, uh, I've basically done six cc's of stem cells. So this wow. is definitely, years ago. A, yeah, I'm, I'm a product of the product. But at this point, um, you know, uh, while being the least flexible person I know, because one of my conditions is I have diffuse idiopathic scale hyperostosis. Mm -hmm. So my immune system, remember, all of this is your immune system attacking you because it's making a mistake. This is a communication problem. My immune system attacked my spine, and what normally happens is it fuses your thoracic vertebra. They crumble, because remember, these degenerative conditions create weak bone. They crumble, it collapses your lungs, and you die, is the normal etiology for, it's called DISH. And so mine didn't, because in the middle of that whole process, I stopped eating gluten after doing $20,000 worth of DNA testing on myself. So that was in the day. We were pioneers. You just tried everything. And my whole take was nothing's more important than fixing this problem. And so my deal with the universe is I fix me and God sends me 20 more people that look just like me. In this case, yeah, it's a thousand. So, you know, now we're looking at it and going, oh, you know, the main antibody trigger. And remember, what are we talking about here? We're talking about something with a four or 500% increase. Well, you know, other than bubonic plague, COVID and a couple of other things, very few things can make that kind of an increase. So what is that? And so it's something, it's something primal and, and you can say environmental. So what changed? Well, 20 years ago, Monsanto made GMO'd wheat and it went through four or five stages, some of which are sensible and some of which are just, I don't even know where they got right. the impulse. But um, I'm not going to pretend I understand their motivation. But wheat used to have 12 grains on a stalk. And then they GMO'd it and they made 24 grains. And I was like, hey, I think I even like that. I, I think I agree with that. Right. So wheat is a cereal grain. 
I grew up in Bethesda, Maryland. I grew up in Washington, D.C. I thought cereal was stuff in a box that you poured out in the morning and, you know, you, that's what it was. It turns out cereals are stored grains and they're stored on an average of two years. So one of the things you want to do with grains is you want to make them insect proof. You want to make them robust in terms of molds and bacteria, and you want to make it so they kill rats. Um, so the next version of the GMO, um, you know, sequencing was they made these 22 grains really pretty and they also made it so that they didn't break down. So wow. you stored them for two years, they're still pretty. The trouble is digestion is a breakdown process. So somewhere in this, and, and I'm gonna tie together a couple of things that are just my personal opinion, but you know, after 25 years and being 67 years old, I now have impressions on things that um, are kind of turning out to, to inc incorporate a lot of trends. So we have a whole generation of people that have different immune systems from the generation before. In functional medicine, we lament that basically we have a whole generation that's less healthy than the one before, first time in human history. Well, that's not some big change in consciousness, that's a change in diet or something. So I think it's diet, it could be the air, it could be the ozone, it could be you know five other things, it could be glyphosate. You know, I don't really, really know but I think it's gluten. And so we did, you know, so we found out all the testing and there's two main labs that, that test the HLA DQB1 gene type. We went in and, and we, we used the most. We used Cyrex, we used Intera Labs, we used the two others that were doing it. We pretty much got it down to we had done 500 DNA tests on people and we classified it. And one of the things that we do is we put people in categories. Um, we do the things that cops aren't allowed to do. And that is, if you're Italian and you eat American wheat, we can tell you right now where your problem is. So we don't do the $500 test on very many people anymore because we just say, you know, we've done all these things. Here's what the results look like. Your genome is incompatible with Monsanto wheat, with American wheat. So, and then everyone else got this memo. You know, you say it to an average American, either they know it or they've never heard of it, but Western Europeans do it, Italians screen for it, Russia won't let our wheat in their country, neither will China, neither will India. You know, it's like, I don't know, you know, but the CDC is doing a great job, you know, like whatever. Anyway, so, because um, like common sense isn't here on our food supply. So basically, we the number one uh, antibody generating food um, that we're going to kind of be suspect with is gluten. The second one is dairy. And so the process in the human body is, you know, you eat food, it goes into your stomach, it gets machinated, it's, it's a, you know, you have a pH of eight in your mouth, a pH of two in your stomach, then the common bile duct comes in with bile acid and, and right. fluids, and then it turns into a pH of eight again in your small intestines. The small intestines are lined with villi, which is, you know, you can think of it as fingers, but invaginations that create the surface level of a football field. So it's amazing. And then these are DNA coded receptors. So you can look, just go right down our list, gluten, dairy, egg, yeast, soy. And these two, and every, almost all health is resonance. So you either understand the universe's vibration or you don't, but this is a vibrational thing. So, and all biochemistry is convertible to vibration. All physical reality is convertible to vibration. So a higher order thinking is sort of like Maslow's hierarchy. A highest order of thinking about health is actually thinking about resonant fields. 
So this, the resonant fields of these villi resonate with these, with these different food types. So we're now looking at gluten and dairy resonating together. Some of the other ones resonate together. So we've had an Indian vegan who, Indian from India, uh, eating um, wheat and it, and it rang the egg bell. So he, this guy's a, a devout uh, vegetarian. You know, he's right. like, there's no way. And we're like, right, we get it that you didn't eat it, but you still, you vibrated it. You know, so that guy basically got resonated and it's now creating an antibody. So what happens? The, the, let's use wheat and dairy. The wheat and dairy go into the small intestines. Your body decides that it's a pathogen and then it sends white blood cells for it. And these are natural killer cells. These are Arnold Schwarzenegger on steroids. You know, they right. are going to go kill something and they don't stop until they kill something. The wheat ostensibly is dead. So they don't kill the wheat, they kill you. And so uh, the simplest answer is they go after male cerebellum. So learning about the advanced neurology helped a lot because we could target the areas. So we see these males, not with just post-concussive syndrome, which was pretty obvious in a lot of, a lot of males because they just deny everything. Right. But now we've got balance problems and we've got emotional problems. Because remember, my cerebellum does smooth coordinated motion. My finger to my nose is controlled by my cerebellum, but it also does emotional um, control. So, and again, I'm tying a lot of things into this because a lot of things tie into this. So now we have our villi of our small intestine sending out a message that you're being attacked by the food you're eating. And then through some distorted thing in the universe, especially dairy, if you have a dairy kind of, uh, and this is an intolerance or, or maybe even a, you know, a DNA level um, reaction, you will crave dairy. So I had a developmentally delayed son who was, uh, it was hypoxic at birth. We've actually spent 20 years fixing his brain. And I, you know, it's one of those thank you God things, but he's a lovely 21 year old now. But basically we had to push on the reconstruction of his brain using stem cells, using neurofeedback, using food choices for 20 years. It has been excruciating. Now it taught us a bunch about how to fix brains, but you know, not a simple thing. And then the conventional medicine was, oh, the immunizations didn't hurt him and, you know, he's fine. You know, and then you go, well, but he can't memorize things and he's only got a right brain. Right. Anyway, so when we're looking at the autoimmunity, nothing else really worked that well until we did the immune part. So mm -hmm. now you go in, you identify what the immune triggers are. And, and that was not that difficult a thing to do. It probably took us two days to make a list of 22 triggers for autoimmune reactivity. And we made this chart. Okay. So, um, you know, and, and some of this just correlates with common sense. So, the, you know, the food antigens are gluten and dairy primarily, but it could be the other things. By the time somebody's at uh, the IgG food allergies or the IgE, uh, like airborne allergies, um, those are small fish, you know, it's like, um, and there, there's a, there's a rule, you know, when the cat's away, the mice will play. And so if we deal with the big antigens, we don't have to deal with the 500 item IgE antibody tests right. because we know what the real thing that's driving it. By the time you're dealing with leptins or, um, or you're dealing with, you know, uh, nightshades or that kind of thing. It's very rare that they're the primary thing. It's not tomatoes, it's wheat. 
you know, so, um, so what we do is we actually have a plan that says, these are the foods that you can eat, these are the foods that you can't eat. And this is how we're gonna repair the tissue. So you stop the bleeding, the underlying cause, and then you repair tissue. And, and in both cases, um, you know, there's specific things you do depending on, on the, the presentation. The next one is metals. So, you know, if we're looking at, you know, cognitive problems, if we're looking at dementia, certainly if we're looking at right. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, or generalized dementias, you can go directly to aluminum, you can go directly to lead, you can go directly to some of those kind of things. If you're looking at fatigues, then you're gonna look at platinum. You know, platinum is, is chemotherapy, cisplatin, and it has been for 50 years. So there's people that go, oh, we're making all these big changes in chemotherapy. That's just not true. It's the same molecule that was there when my father was a doctor. So, you know, like I, I listen to some of these things and I go, yeah, well, I was eight years old. My dad talked about that. It's the same. And wow. so, you know, heart disease, cancer has ostensibly made no progress in 50 years after spending a trillion dollars in each one of those worlds. So um, I would like to have just a small percentage of that money because I could probably make bigger changes. The mayor of New York made trans fatty acids illegal and probably did more for coronary heart disease than the, all the United States um, institutions combined. And I love New York, but I don't really view it as the source of medical enlightenment. You know, so New York City. Um, anyway, I got to jump in about the autoimmune. I got I yeah. have to ask this. Um, there's a lot of people on the show that struggle with with autoimmune. Yeah, but they really don't understand what that means. I right. mean, I, I I understand, and I see you're explaining it. But what would some of the things that you would say that so that people can understand that they are dealing with it? Say they have psoriasis. Like, what are some of the niches? That you right. categorize to say, hey, you might have an autoimmune. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we see a lot is rheumatoid arthritis. Right. And um, so rheumatoid arthritis has chemical tests that actually have rheumatoid factor. And one of the things that we're seeing is there's not a lot of validity in that test. So here's a good test you can do at home. Okay. So on your finger, you have joints in your finger. This first joint is called a proximal interphalangeal joint. This mm -hmm. joint is called a metacarpal phalangeal joint, MCP. If this joint is your biggest joint, it's autoimmune attacked. Because if you think about mechanics, how could you do any work that would just make that joint bigger? Like, how could you do that? It's impossible. So you didn't do it. Your antibodies did it. Right. Yeah, so that's either a fracture or you have rheumatoid arthritis. And um, it's really that simple. The other thing is that a lot of people are putting things in the old age bucket that don't belong there. So a lot of the energy restoring systems, a lot of the balance systems, a lot of the judgment systems, a lot of the brain systems are the result or degradation in those systems, I should say, is a result of autoimmune disease. Um, uh, one of our cliches in functional medicine is that skin conditions are never the skin. I mean, there's some contact dermatitis, but you know, we were talking before about a eczema patient. So it's a young kid, smart, parents are good functional medicine people and his skin is just terrible. And so we walked in, we do a DNA test for the HLA-DQB1, he's positive for gluten, dairy, egg, and soy. So nothing, he can't eat anything that doesn't attack him. And in his particular case, the manifestation is, is which tissue got attacked. 
Right. And if I could just do a level set on what autoimmune disease is, it's this conflagration of white blood cells that goes and picks on a tissue. In the United States, we name the disease by which tissue it picked on. I read a report the other day and it goes, yeah, um, thyroid disease is linked to dementia. Right. Or uh, what was the, the thing? It was um, diabetes three is Alzheimer's. And I, this is ridiculous. It's like saying there's a 10-headed dragon and these things are related. They're like, right, because it's a 10-headed dragon. It's all autoimmune disease. So we don't really pay attention so much as to the disease manifestation, the symptom. Right. Um, but if you look at the things that people are not understanding as autoimmune disease, a lot of times it's skin conditions. So psoriasis, um, eczema, scleroderma, vitiligo are all your own immune system attacking you. Um, right. On the physical side, you know, we get some very strong people. They're really flexible, but they're not coordinated. If we actually do, you know, an eyes closed, finger to nose kind of a test that is mm -hmm. a good tests, you know, they're, they're half an inch over there. So their brain doesn't know where their body is. And in neurology, you know, a good functional neurology examination like Andy Barlow would do or like we can do yeah. is so rare. It's not funny. You know? <laughs> it's not hard with your eyes open. You like <laughs> so, eyes open. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and so what happens is we're all walking around assuming that those systems are working really well. So I actually believe in annual physicals, but one that does a neuro exam, one that actually tests you for the antigens that are, that are normal. Italians screen for gluten before kindergarten because they don't want to send somebody whose brain is being attacked by antibodies to right. elementary school. We send them there and then say they have ADD. What the heck happened to all the boys? You know, now all of a sudden boys are bad in school. Well, I went to school, boys were the smart ones. You know, it's like something just happened. So I'll tell you what I think it is, is that there's an X chromosome, which women have, and they have two of them. And we have a Y chromosome. Less DNA material is bad. It makes you susceptible. So males are getting hit worse by this. ADD is a normal thing in this population. And again, this is a macro event. So something caused it. So you, some, and I believe it's environmental. I don't believe that our, our population just suddenly shifted in this thing. Um, other things that can be linked as an autoimmune disease are digestive issues. Okay. And um, again, I grew up in, my dad was a brain surgeon, psychiatrist, um, medical, Catholic, you know, wow. 1960s, all that and stuff. The whole thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do Catholic guilt, Jewish guilt, and all the other ones. But, um, um, I remember being at Virginia Beach and my father asking me to go buy him kaopectate. Well, he bought kaopectate because he had diarrhea, but okay. he never said the word. And I never realized he had a digestion problem. Well, he had a digestion problem because he had celiac disease. So after I tested my own DNA, I'm double DNA for celiac. So. Wow. I'm Italian and Hungarian. And so both of those groups are Baltic. You know, if you go to the Eastern European, mm -hmm. Western European thing, it's the same group. Um, they look alike, actually. Um, and that DNA is incompatible with this wheat. And so after $10,000 worth of testing and another $10,000 another time, then I figured out for me. Now, if somebody's Italian, we're going, you can't eat this stuff. So, and it turns out if they're Hispanic, they can't either. If they're, if they're Asian, they can't either. So, so it's about the wheat. Yeah. yeah. Sorry? So it's really about the wheat. 
Yeah, and wheat is the worst one. It's just way more powerful than everything else. But, you know, there's dairy that'll cause um, dementias, especially in developmental plays in kids. Then what do we drink for dairy? What do we eat for wheat? What type of bread? Like, I mean, it's... Yeah, so that's it's easy. So, um, like, we like pasta, and we're raising kids, right? So we have an 18-year-old now and a 21-year-old. So we right. do the Italian cordon pasta from Italy. So... Italy can do the exact same food name and do it a hundred times better than us. It's illegal to make bad food in Italy, whereas it's normal in the United States. It's illegal. I love it. Yeah, it's illegal. You know, so you go on Amazon, Italian corn pasta. It's something like Venezia. I forget what the name of it is, but it's delicious. It's more nut-like. Our our bread that we eat um, is made out of sorghum. There's a wonderful place called Patty's Perfect Pantry in Morgan Hill that she's she's an artist. So um, good chemical awareness. She's taking a high protein food that normally tastes bad and making it taste good. You do have to make dietary changes. And one of the things we do in our clinic is we step people through those changes. I'm gonna video all this and have it like for the world. Because one of the things that's happening to us is um, we can't do it one at a time anymore. So we, you know, worked with about 300 people last year. We almost, you know, almost everybody got a very positive result, but it's excruciating. I end up saying the same thing hundreds of times over, you know, it's good for the person. It's not good for me. And so I'm, my new thing is to get my message out to 10,000 people or maybe 10 million people. I don't know. Prince EA isn't taking my phone calls, so I may have to do my own videos, you know, right. whatever, but, right. you know. So what about the milk? I mean, do we, can I, if I get organic milk, is that still no. good? I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the protein in the milk. So it's a, um, it's a, there is a glutamomorphine reaction, which is to the gluten, and there's a caseomorphine reaction. So right. some people that eat milk, when they eat milk, drink milk, they actually produce morphine. So you're going to see a recurring pattern and you're going to see a lot of emotion tied to it. Um, You know, yeah, but uh, it does a body good. There are people that think milk is basically mucus with calcium in it. So um, milk is horrible for you. Um, So you eat a a milk substitute. So um, almond milk? Yeah, almond milk is good. Oat milk is kind of the newer thing, um, less antigens. You got to watch, you know, a lot of the research is done on almonds, so there's almost a tendency to OD on things. Mm -hmm. I remember being very early on, and my brother had a a pistachio allergy because he had eaten his life's allotment of pistachios in two years. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed, we're hunter-gatherers, you're not allowed to just eat one food. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so mix it up a little bit. Um, if you go and you buy the mixed nuts, not the peanuts, cause they're GMO'd like crazy or transaminated, let's say, um, if you go and buy the mixed nuts, the more expensive ones, no one's going to tell the pistachio farmers in Europe how to harvest their stuff. They don't care about Monsanto. They've been doing it that way for a hundred years. They're going to do it this way. But the peanut farmers are totally controllable. So anytime you have one group of people controlling a food source, they're going to mess it up. Um, and it's, it's a little bit of a, of a dark view, but you know, we've looked at it and that's, that's what we're seeing. So expensive nuts are good. Um, okay. Expensive yeah. nuts. Can we have the salt still on it or? Is yeah, that- sure. Sure. Yeah. And what you're going to find is if you get the antibody part, right. And in our world, we think everyone should do stem cells because they're going to repair five or 600 things in you. And then at the same time, 
they're going to give you vitality. You know, it's like in my own case, I had the world's worst chronic fatigue. I was going to bed every night at six o'clock and saying I didn't have the energy to raise my teenagers. Now I'm going to bed at one o'clock in the morning and I'm starting, you know, two different new businesses and my teenagers are fine. You know, like I've, we didn't go crazy. So I like stem cells a lot. Um, When we really look at their potential, when we get beyond the initial stages, um, we're going to see that as a major positive thing that's happened. You know, it's, there's some things in medicine is like the Berlin wall is coming down. The functional medicine promise is just, is still there, but I think that we have a crisis of confidence in the leadership. Um, One of the things I'm noticing in the online people is that if they can't sell you something, they're not sharing anything with you. And it's, it's disheartening. Um, you know, I sat in the same room with people learning from Jeff Bland for, you know, 25 years ago when we started this movement where we're looking at the functional medicine levels in blood chemistry. And I'm looking at this guy's website and I'm going, why don't you have PMF generators on your website? Like we have PMF generators that cost $40,000. Right. They have $600 ones that hardly don't work and the diodes break. And the guy goes, I can't sell $40,000 generators. I said, but you can share the information and maybe communities could buy them. You know, Japan is doing that in their, in their live to be, you know, 400 kind of uh, thinking. They're way ahead of us. Yeah, they are. So I'm looking at some of these solutions and going, what happened to just sharing the information and, and you know, getting the, the what correct and then letting the how trickle down? Not, I need to get social credibility for it or I need to sell you something. So, um, you know, one of the things that, that I really think is missing, I think it's missing in our society in general, mm-hmm. just doing the right thing for the right reason. Um, and it's not, a, you know, you're getting old, so you better get it right with God. It's that, you know, you're getting old, so you actually know some stuff. And so, you, you know, what? you only yeah. keep what you give away. That's right. You don't get that. Like, I, and I got to jump in there. It's, it's, it's funny. I mean, I got into really getting really passionate about getting the word out there because I noticed that when I had a slip disc and I went to therapy to therapy to therapy, I was getting worse and worse. And then they were giving me little pills in a white bag. I didn't know what I was And, uh, you know, it would work sometimes. And then I get an allergic reaction. You know, I got green popping up on my scalp. I'm just joking. Nice. But yeah, you never know. Another arm. Yeah. But it yeah. got to the point where I, I met a, chiropr- a chiropractor who had a background in uh, neurology. Mm-hmm. He started talking to me. He said, hey, look, here's the thing. I don't want you to be doing the heavy weights that they were giving. I was doing weights and everything and just making it worse. Right. They were doing the patches on me, electrocuting my back, all that stuff because I had a slip disc. Sure. So he says, stop doing that. Try something different. I want you to start swimming laps. Nice. Every day. I want you to do laps. And then uh, just come, keep coming to get adjusted. And so long story short, within 30 days, I was no longer sleeping on my back on the floor because I couldn't sleep on the bed for almost a year. And I was healed. Right. And so my point is, <clears throat> I love regenerative medicine. And I feel like a lot of people don't really know what that term and what that covers. Right. And what it helps with, like neuropathy. I know that you work extensively in neuropathy. You have a phenomenal uh, system, I believe it's uh, Synexus you utilize. Right, right. People realize that that helps with neuropathy, that helps with back pain, and it works unbelievable. I've actually tried it. (laughs) Right. It's it's great that the technology is beginning to take over. So, 
you know, um, stem cells aren't technology. God made them. So it's just us kind of recognizing a super cell and putting it in and it's regenerative. But Synexis is actually uh, an electrical modality that sets up a signal. It looks a lot like interferential, but it actually heals the inside of the nerve at the quantum level. So, So which is either you're talking to people who totally get what I just said, or you're talking to people that goes quantum, like you're never supposed to say the word quantum, apparently, because it loses everybody. But it's actually subatomic, and it sets up resonant fields. So you're setting up an energy pattern that's causing the axone, the, the long part of the nerve to actually generate the signal. So we're taking people who have had numbness and tingling in their feet and almost complete lack of sensory input from their feet. And in about six weeks, completely changing it, getting 80% improvements, that kind of thing. And then the nice part is these aren't just claims anymore. So these are $50,000 pieces of equipment that you can do a biopsy before and after, and we're doing them in our office. And you can look at the nerve density, look at your work, and then get the science. At the same time, none of this matters unless the patient thinks it matters. But you're getting strength that you can measure and then coordination. Um, just as a watchword, I don't believe in aging. I think it's overrated. Um, you know, I've been old twice in my life. Once I was 53, the other time I was 42. Um, you know, it has nothing to do. Great. I mean, for being 200, I mean, come Thank on. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm right behind you. I'm 150. You know, that's I mean. it. It has nothing to do with how long you've been on earth. It has a lot to do with which things you didn't figure out and fix. And uh, if the cheerleading that we do, and I do a lot of this, is that I convince people that God made a body that can be fixed. You have so many repair mechanisms. And then you're worth it. And especially males. I almost uh, like specialized in like males my age because we're like, I think we're amazing. You know, I think people are amazing. I think women are amazing too, by the way. But males you know, they kind of work hard and they'll make sure the wife gets the care and they'll make sure the kids are taken care of and they'll make sure all this, but they don't need it. And I'm sitting there looking at the guy and his shoulders forward and one eye's droopy and his hair's bad, you know, and I'm kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. Was that? Yeah, no, but, um, you know, so. I'm all, I'm all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And and I just go, you know what? We're only going to do this if we can fix your whole family. And we fix him first. I love it. And he's the Yeah. And he's so good because he's kind of like, well, really, I just care about my wife. And I said, you're a lovely person who is completely self unaware. And so I almost wrote a book on neglect because how many of us are like bleeding from our eyeballs and somebody asks you how you are and you're fine. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm a very good diagnostician of other people. I can't assess myself worth anything. I'm always fine. I can be dragging my left leg, but I'm fine. You know, and so my wife looks at me and goes, if you looked at you, what would you say? And I would say, oh, and then I have to do stuff. You need you know? a tuna. Yeah. And so all of us have this illness. So the reason women run healthcare is because they can multitask. They can assess things. They can see things actually the way they are. Mm-hmm. We have an overlay story that says nothing's wrong. We're not looking for another problem. And one of my kind of sad messages about complex conditions is they have complex answers. And yeah, um, you could be eating food that's bad for you that the government says is okay. And it could be affecting and be a major thing. It's not even good anymore. Right. I mean, it's common sense now, but a lot of people don't, they want to continue to go to McDonald's. They want to continue to hurt themselves. Sorry, McDonald's. You know, and and, you know, I, I remember 
I mean, I love their French fries. I mean, what's not yeah. to love? Yeah. But I mean, I'll go and eat there once it, like once in a blue moon, I've done it. And now I've kind of stopped, but right. I've stopped because when I would go there, I'd eat and I'd be out for two hours. Right. My body was just like, you're, you're, you're done. But I'm realizing that I was hurting myself. Now, a lot of people don't realize that I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's 80 to 90% of the food that we're eating is what's hurting us. What's starting, what's killing the immune system. You're, you're wondering why your foot's hurting. Look right. Chocolate, a lot of sugar. Not all sugar is sure. bad though, but I'm saying we're hurting ourselves. Like for me, I'm going to see a neurologist next month. Actually, um, actually this month, Dr. Barlow, right. I mean, a lot of migraines. Yeah. Um, they're to the point where I'm out for a whole day. Right. Going up and I don't know. And I've been watching my body, what I eat, but I think there's something more deeper behind it. So I need to find that source. And now I'm learning about my body. Okay. Um, yesterday, I started feeling like I'm getting cloudy. Well, I did eat a lot of sugar, not sugar, but um, salt. Right. My weakness is salt. Right. You know, my family's weakness is salt. You know, when you have right. Spanish in you, we love, I mean, chili peppers, salt, 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 salt. So, right. So in functional medicine, if you look at the biochemistry, a person that's eating either salt or sugar or spicy food is looking for neuroaccelerators like monosodium glutamate. So in your particular case, I always think that people are actually self-medicating in sort of a common sense way. So if somebody says to me what you just said to me, I would look at your adrenal system. The other thing I would look at in your particular case, since you're interesting, is that I would look at losing weight being a cause of toxicity. Whatever poisons you had, organophosphates or metals or, you know, God forbid, illegal drugs, they got stuck in your fat. And so if you lose weight, they're going to melt and they're going to go into your system and the liver may or may not be able to detoxify it. So the first thing we would do is increase the second conjugation pathway of the liver's capability to detox. In English, that means we'd probably give you more methyl groups and have you be able to detox and we wouldn't have you lose weight as long as you were having migraines. The other thing is, so you go through physical, biochemical, neuro and energetic, what's causing this? So even people that get adjusted are out of adjustment. So we'd look at that first. Biochemistry, we'd sure look at because glyphosate will give you a headache. The other thing is toxicity, um, you know, overwhelming livers goes to blood, it goes to skin, and it goes to brain, and it'll give you a headache. And then headaches are usually a hypoxic reaction, loss of oxygen to the cap around the brain. So that's a, that's a good example of a, of a beginning kind of a, a wrestling hold on what would cause your particular problem. Going to somebody that's a functional neurologist, he's going to be able to do an examination of your eyes. He's going to be able to localize the lesion. You're right. You know, you, you just hit on something because I'm really paying attention. So three years ago, I woke up three years ago, literally, and my eyes were pure red. Right. Like, okay, bad allergy season. You know, I'm thinking in my head doing the drops, went away. And then by 10, 20 minutes later, pure red. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Right. I went to the doctors, long story short or short story long. I went there and they said, your eye pressure is at 50. Right. You need to go emergency room right now. So I went yeah. to an eye doctor and they said, okay, um, we need to, uh, you've got glaucoma. I was like, what the hell? Right. And I pulled Jim Carrey. And then what happened was, they took me to the number one glaucoma specialist up in 
Portland, Oregon. Right. So I started talking with her and she said, okay, I, I, I have some bad news. I go, I go, I need some good news. Right. Well, the good news is I can do the surgery. Mm. I go, what's the bad news? She goes, the bad news is you might not see tomorrow. I go, wait, 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 wait what are you talking about? I, she goes, right. I wish you would have came to me a month earlier. I go, this just happened. Right. And so she's like, well, I can do this, but it's going it, to, we'll see. So right. I'm like, oh, schnapple. I'm kind of trying not to cry, hold back the tears. I got, you know, little kids, two kids. Right. And so we go in there. They do four major surgeries on my eyes, literally, mm-hmm. in 30 days. Long story Whoa. short, you can see now. Um, right. Praise God, I can, with my glasses, I see 2020. You take them off, right. and, oh. <laughs> right. But, right. But my point is, I think it has a lot to do with my eyes. With, yeah. with looking at the correlation from what you were saying. Totally. One of the things about, um, you know, I really think in order to be an informed generalist, most doctors have to learn way more neurology. They're actually decent at biochemistry. But if you look at eyes, eyes are extensions of neurologic tissue. So even though we're doing mostly stem cells and now we're doing synexis for peripheral Mm -hmm. neuropathy and diabetic neuropathy, we have to be aware of what the brain is doing. There's a lot of discussion these days about the gut biome being the second brain. And I was like, yeah, great. The brain's the first brain. Um, neuroendocrine, neuromuscular, neuro everything. No, 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 the stomach doesn't think, complain. Right. And, and plus, you know, you look at some of these things like the heart is a functional sensation. It can start and stop itself. But the rate and rhythm of your heart is determined by your brain and your blood pressure in your eye is determined by your right. brain. So we're always going to intervene at the brain. Before we were doing brain scans and neurofeedback. That's a really lovely technology that I was hoping the psychiatrist would pick up on but they just didn't go with the new tech. So um, the assumption that I'm going to make a film about, you know, common medical misconceptions, because the assumption that, you know, the conventional medical approach is scientific or current is just not true. Um, the, The psychiatrists are doing exactly what my father did 50 years ago. And he was brilliant 50 years ago, but my front desk is smarter than that now. Um, you know, it's, it's just not good. It's, it's too old. Um, so you're looking at the technology and you're just going, they're still using the same drugs. They're still using the same approach. They're still using, you know, things that have neglected a half a century of progress. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I think they should have neurofeedback. We're always mm-hmm. going to be a, you know, a cutting edge clinic. So we're moving on to the Synexis technology and we're moving on to different kinds of stem cells. Wow. So we, we're now looking at brains and doing intranasal stem cells and actually creating so we're putting a probe up the nose, it goes to the cribriform plate, it actually goes into the cerebral spinal fluid. Mm-hmm. So what that does is it takes away neural inflammation. Well, that's like the great white whale in, um, in functional medicine. So that's not you know, taking big amounts of curcumin, that's coming into a system and actually changing brain. So we're getting brain changes, and then we'll give the patient vestibular rehab sensory input to the brain that'll change the way the brain is manifesting. So, in, and again, this is our approach to it. You just have to know what the pieces are. Andy will have his own approach. Andy, Andy deals with Andy Barlow um, in Tupelo, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out. Hi, Andy. Um, he's great. He's, so I took a thousand hours of Carrick neurology and didn't think I knew anything. At the end of it, I had like six hours of direct questions for Andy. He undid all the pathways that I had wrong, built in the parts that I needed to have, and I totally understood everything, and now I make my own neurotest. 
but he's he's a gifted individual. He just is he's he's like God's gift to functional neurology. But in medical circles, he's not even accepted. They won't let him teach it at the, the Neuro Institute when he's the one that's making the new stuff. So that's what I'm saying about medicine. The regular conventional approaches are not letting in the new stuff. And then the new stuff is just selling things. So I am going to be part of a, a move. You're certainly part of a move of just getting the information out there because it's the right thing to do and because it's the right information. I'm open to, and, in, and I'm going to try to be as gentle and polite as I can about it, but we need to topple the institutions. You know, we need to topple the, the conventional knowledge about medicine. It's just not right. And the thing about it is our stuff is the stuff that has the science behind it. If you really have a conversation about what's backed by science, it's the new functional medicine. You know what? I, I agree with you hundred percent. Matter of fact, um, if we look at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Right. Um, we know that a lot of stuff on the internet is just fake. Right. You got to really do your own research. But if we look at how many people die from just right. pills every right. year, I don't even want right. to go there. It's sad. But what they right. don't realize, and what's weird, what's weird is that we're seeing big government, big pharma, right, doing this to you guys. Seriously. Yeah. Keep your mouth yeah. shut because it's working. You're taking right. money from us. Knock it off. And it works. Functional medicine. You have, you have exosomes. I've taken exosomes. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know you do exosomes also. So right. I mean, it works. You, you have back pain. Right. On. It's, it's bada bing, bada bing, bada boom. You have, you need stem cells. You know, uh, Dr. Thomas can help you with stem cells. Right. Um, uh, the Synexis system, I've tried. Unbelievable. And you know, here's the thing. One of the things I'm passionate about is, and I love you doctors is that you guys actually care. Right. And you know, my, my, my parents have, my, my mom has really bad. Uh, she had really bad fibromyalgia right. and um, I bought some of the systems that you guys have and have it in my own home and right. her fibromyalgia way. My dad was going to get his, uh, his foot was going to be cut off. I bought one of the systems that you have, you know, a lot of people just don't buy them cause they're real expensive. And right. now that he got to keep his leg. So, People, my friends out there who are in these neuropathy groups, because you're watching this right now, you're here because you're in a lot of pain and you want to get rid of that pain. We have people that fly all over the world just to see Dr. Thomas. Right. Give them a call, schedule a 15 minute Zoom or whatever it may be, or a, a, just a regular call. His number's on the screen, and I need everybody out there to share this. And here's the cool thing it's going to be shared no matter what. Because my heart, my passion is to get this out there to as many people so that people can stop being in pain. But I, I see a lot of this has to do with what we're eating. So put your bonbons down, your Twinkies. I'm just playing. <laughs> I just had to go there. I love it. But, um, you know, we, we are actually just about to land this plane. Meaning, you know, our, our time is kind of up. You and I are going to have to do this again. Sure. Because seeing that there's a... There's a lot of knowledge that we need to get out to the world with what you have. And I don't say this to everybody. And I'm not just saying this just to pump your head up and fly away like a balloon. But you have um, a lot of knowledge that we want to continue to get out there. And especially in the neuropathy arena, uh, there are groups in neuropathy online, just on Facebook groups. There's like four or 500,000 people that are in pain. Sure. It sure. breaks my heart when I see they're like, what do I do? I can't go to bed. I'm in so much pain. And they right. don't have to live in pain anymore. 
And um, uh, again, uh, Dr. Thomas, I just want to say thank you so much for, for being on the show. Um, one thing I love about, and I keep saying this, that I, I love about the doctors that come on here, we do not just bring any type of doctor in here. We bring, allow people to be on the show that have testimonials. Because guess what? That's their calling card. When people are bragging about the, the, the doctors and they're not getting paid for it. So uh, stay on here, everyone. We, we have live testimonials next or maybe before. We'll see. Um, but again, I just want to say thank you so much. And before we leave, what is something that you, that you would like to say to that person right now that's in a lot of pain um, to get them off the, the fence? Uh, because they've probably seen a lot of, I hate to say it, but bad doctors, just like there's not all great pizza makers that they've right. seen the wrong doctor. They didn't maybe have that, that knowledge that you can say, you know, if they're on the edge of maybe kind of quitting and thinking that they're going to listen to the doctors that have said they're going to have to deal with this for the rest of your life. Right. Well, so one of the things we know is that the body of knowledge is doubling every three years in high tech. So we're in the Silicon Valley. Everybody here understands that and appreciates that. The body of knowledge in fast-moving medicine is actually doubling faster than that. So things that we could not consider possible five years ago are normal. If you're not using the new technology, you're not going to get the better answers. So we like things like stem cells. We like things like neurofeedback that are measurable and, and duplicatable. The new Synexis technology is going to address you know, the 20 million diabetic neuropathy patients. And one of the things that I think that people have to look at is if you go to a doctor that gives the exact same answers to the last hundred people, they're not treating you like an individual. And so two tenets of functional medicine, everything um, is individual, it's epigenetic, you know, it's your genetic plus the wash of reality across it. And your problem most likely has a solution. And I think if you start with not that the universe owes you an answer, but that the answer is available and that part of your job in running this body, part of rowing this boat is to find the answer. You know, you're a lifetime learner and inquisitive person and you find the answer and, and maybe you create the answer. But, you know, get the what and the why right and the why will take or the how will take care of itself. You know, I agree with you 100 percent. And before we get off, I just want to tell you guys that that you are on that, you, you know, you're, you've got pain right now and you just you want to get rid of it. It, the first start is this everyone, right? A lot of people say, well, my neuropathy, what did you walk into Albertsons and, and you picked, took it off the shelf and put it in your backpack right. and bought it and walked out. Nothing is yours. We have to realize that our words are powerful. When we mm -hmm. speak words, since we were created by the creator, whether you believe in a creator or not, uh, you know, when God spoke in existence, he spoke life. And if right. we're made in the image of God, not getting preachy teach, but it is what it is. I didn't write it. But uh, if we're made in the image of God and we speak life, we can speak life to ourselves. Sure. And one day, you know what? This is not my neuropathy. I'm going to find a way, find a solution to get healing. That's when you know you're on the right track. So right. guess what, everyone? You're here. This is not by a coincidence. You see Dr. Thomas. He's speaking on this. Call the number on the screen. Get help get fixed and get healed. Anyways, thank you so much, doctor, for being on the show. Um, we are going to have you on again. Thank you again. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you're doing.
Thank you so much and God bless you. Uh, Dr. Santucci, I was struggling with really severe eczema. Um, he found that I had sensitivities to gluten and dairy and eggs and soy. I've since cut these out and I am on the pathway to feeling so much better. This has been an issue that I've dealt with for most of my life. And I, I feel like I'm on the path to feeling better than I've ever felt. Excellent. So we've taken a number of steps. So what was the first thing? We did stem cells? Uh, stem cells and PEMF. Right, right. How did the stem cells make you feel? They've, they made me feel ill great. And yeah. the, the PMF does too. I've been doing, you know, I've done it multiple times now. I always feel really good after I've done it. Right. Um, and then just, you know, following the recommendations on diet, which, you know, my, my skin is much better than it was before. Still, you know, have a pathway to go, but much, much better than it was. Um, you know, I've, I, um, I've also lost a good amount of weight uh, through that dietary change. I just feel in general much better than I was feeling before. Excellent, perfect, and we're continuing on the path. Hi, I've been working with uh, Dr. Santucci for a while. I had some chronic uh, neck issues and back issues and went uh, and sought uh, expertise elsewhere and couldn't ever find a solution. And so fortunately with Dr. Santucci, kind of walked through and took a step back and looked at the holistic approach of what was going on with me and ultimately uh, made some adjustments for me, some chiropractic, and um, looked at some lifestyle changes we made and, and some basic things like some certain exercises that I could at no cost myself really change the quality of my, of my back. We also did stem cells and exosomes and that was a life changer for me. It got rid of uh, a bunch of chronic pain and it also got rid of um, some sleep apnea situations that I was having, which I was very suspect that this was gonna change that, but uh, sure enough, about four or five months later, um, did PMF at, and it was all gone. So I'm sleeping better. Overall health is excellent. So thank you, Dr. Santucci. Perfect. Great to have you as a patient.